We'd like to thank Ring Central for sponsoring and making this show possible. Without Ring Central, this wouldn't be happening. Ring Central has been a big part of Telaris for years. In fact, last year was our top booking UCAS provider. If you haven't engaged with Ring Central and made them a part of your strategy, please reach out to them now. Welcome everyone to another edition of Business Transformations. My guest today is Mr. Jerry Goldman, President and CEO of Select Communications. Jerry, welcome to the program. Thanks, Adam, happy to be here. So Jerry, you've got a fantastic story of building a successful business, uh, but I want you to start out with your first transformation, since this, is, since this is about business transformations, and tell us the story about how you went from being an ambulance driver to a sales executive. Yeah, my story is a little bit unique, I guess, compared to some uh, some some agents in our space. But uh, back in 1998, I'll date myself just for a second. I was working as an ambulance as, as an EMT, and uh, had been doing so for five or six years, and decided that I wanted to break into sales. Uh, the challenge I had was I had no college degree, I had no formal sales experience whatsoever, uh, so I didn't know where to start. So I decided, and, and this will kind of date the time of when I was looking, there was dial-up internet back then. And so I went to the bookstore and I, I got a Sunday paper and I looked in the one ads for sales positions. And I found a company, at the time I was working in Northern California, I found a company in Southern California that was hiring uh, by the name of SBC. Uh, and so back then they were hiring for an executive, uh, executive sales position, which basically was just an account manager. Uh, and that's how they listed it. So it was, it was it was interesting. I went in and uh, I found it was a job fair. So I jumped on a plane. I flew out an hour and went to the job fair with my resume and my suit and uh, sat in line with about 400 other people. And I sat in front of the recruiter and he looked at me and he laughed. He said, you know, unless I'm reading this wrong, you work on an ambulance. You don't have any sales experience. You have no experience in telecom at all. So I can't hire you. So uh, so I, I, I sat and talked to him for about 20 minutes. And so I'll, look, I'll work for free for 30 days. I'll work harder than anyone else you ever hired. Uh, just give me a shot. So he said, I can't hire you, but our, our, our district manager is in our corporate headquarters about half an hour from here. If you want to talk to him, if he agrees to a meeting, great. So he actually agreed to a meeting. So I drove there and uh, I waited in the, in the waiting room of his office for about three hours uh, until they closed down. And then he agreed to meet with me and I sat with him for about an hour. And uh, same story, he looked at my background and laughed. And he ended up hiring me an offer letter and sent to me the next day. And that was my shot and my introduction into sales. So already proving your sales chops on the first day, actually before you had a job, not taking no for an answer. You, you, you bang down the door, you get your first job, and then grow in sales until you started to your, your own company. And what year was that? That was in, uh, in late 1999, early 2000. Uh, actually, I, I, had a trans, I had a transition. I worked at WebEx for a few years first uh, and then uh, realized I was on the wrong side of, of, of the, uh, the business there and wanted to own my own thing and do my own thing. So I started, actually started my firm in about 2005, uh, five years after some experience at WebEx learning the, uh, the conferencing industry. So in 2005, you started your business. Something that was apparent to me in our conversation is you weren't setting up a lifestyle business. You, you started hiring pretty early on, didn't you? You know, I did. I, um, I, I decided pretty early on, I didn't want to just make enough money to go to the beach and, and do nothing. I, I wanted to build an actual company. 
And I realized very early on, you know, when you first start an agency, you're handling the billing, you're handling the the, the commissions, you're handling, you know, training, you're handling everything, you wear every hat. So I realized quickly that I only had so many hours in a day. And I was working, you know, 15, 16 hours a day, like a lot of people are starting their companies. And about two years in, I realized if I wanted to grow, I had to hire um, salespeople. I had to hire people to help me to grow the company in aspects that I couldn't do by myself. So you, you built your company, and, and truly a company. I think you had 14 people before your next business transition was really f about four years ago. You said right. that you made a, a massive pivot in the, in the business. Can you tell, about the, tell us about uh, the change there? I did. So uh, up from 2005 up until about 2015, we really built a conferencing company. We sold WebEx and you know permanent audio conferencing and operator-assisted audio, and we were really good at it, and we were doing really, really well. And I saw a shift in the market and the way our customers wanted to purchase those products and realized that it was now going to be bundled through UCAS offerings, um, like the Ring Central's 8x8s and so on. So um, I made the decision at that point with 14 employees that we needed to completely change what we were selling and really create a new company. So uh, we decided to move in a completely different direction. At the time, our revenue was great and the conferencing business hadn't really started to decline quite yet. But I really saw the writing on the wall. And so we went from 14 employees to seven employees over a three-month period just because the, the transition wasn't a smooth one for people that necessarily had the conferencing background. And I had to start Adam, really from zero. I had to learn a new, a new uh, business landscape, new providers, new competitive landscapes, uh, which masters to work with, which suppliers to work with. It was, it was a lot to digest. And it was a very stressful and financially challenging 18-month curve for us to to get to a point where we were comfortable and knew what we we're talking about in this new world. Oh, I would say that's got to be gut-wrenching. I mean, to take your company and completely <laughs> pivot, especially when what's counterintuitive is you said revenue was going up, conferencing revenue was going up, yet you saw the signs and had the confidence to make the pivot even while revenue was going up. And so, But rather than tiptoe, you, you jumped over. Tell me, what were the signs that you saw? So, you know, we saw a couple things. So, um, we, do, we do a lot of marketing and the response to our marketing had dropped by about 50%. So that was the first sign. Uh, the second sign, just through conversations with, with our current customers asking us about, hey, what do you know about Ring Central? What do you know about, uh, you know, back then I think it was uh, it was Jive, whatever it was. And what do you know about these products? I understand we can consume these conferencing products through these products. And so it really forced me into... Um, into uh, a different mindset of, okay, I need to pay attention to what's coming and not be so focused on the income we have now. And, and funny enough, Adam, within a year, the, our conferencing income dropped by about 25% from that point. Now, we weren't ready for it by, by any stretch. I don't want to paint the picture that we were ahead of the curve and we did everything right. We didn't. We made a lot of mistakes. And it was gut-wrenching is a very appropriate word. I had to let go of some really great people, which was hard. I had to hire people that had backgrounds and manage them. And I had, I had no idea how to do that. I, don't, I didn't know how to, how to sell UCAS. I didn't know how to talk about cloud services. So we had, a, we had a, about a two-year gap, if I'm being honest, that it was scary. It really was. So what was your litmus test for letting people go? I mean, half the company, well, mm -hmm. you, you reduce size from 14 down to seven. What was the test you used to say you're in or you're out? You know, it was really um, through conversations and through performance. So, you know, some people were willing to to make the transition, if you will, and get educated and 
learning. I mean, you think about it, right? So for, for 10 years, some of these employees that worked with us and, and learned conferencing are making a lot of money. And now here I come saying, hey, we're going to rip that out of here, right? We're, we're going to do something totally different. I need you on board. So some people just, you know, I'm going to ride my conferencing and come out. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Thanks. I'm not going to learn something new. Others just couldn't learn something new. Uh, and I knew where the industry was heading after talking to our customers and just and just immersing myself with what these products could do. And, uh, you know, it, it was the best decision we I ever made for our company. But I'll tell you, it was if I told you how much sleep I lost, you wouldn't believe me. It was <laughs> it, it, it was it was gut wrenching is, is an understatement. Yeah, you made some hard choices. In fact, I believe one of the people you let go was your relative. It was my brother. Yeah, he uh, which wasn't a fit for him. He we agreed together that it would be a better fit for him to move on. And you know, those, those are hard conversations to have. And luckily, he he saw the writing on the wall too, and he was on board. But you know, when you when you when you have to let go of people you care about, we we truly do care about our staff here, our employees. I personally care about them. It was it was probably the hardest part for me was acknowledging that I needed different people to go on the journey with us. Because again, I wasn't interested in, in a lifestyle business. I wanted to build a company and I had very clear goals set on what that would look like from revenue standpoints for the next seven years from that point. And you know, I, I had to be laser focused and get the right people in the right seats. So let's talk about that. So your seven year plan from that point, how are you doing on that? Fantastic, we're right on track. Uh, we're, we, we have rebuilt the company, including our employees um, in the U.S. and overseas. Over 30 employees now total. Um, and you know, my takeaway was really that to to grow to grow a real business, you have to be humble. You have to you have to make some mistakes and be okay with that. But it's all about choices, like we talked about yesterday. Right? It's about choices. Like you have to be willing to live with good and bad choices and learn from them quickly. And we, we've done that. We operationally have some great people that have put great tools in place for us to scale and grow. You know, we need to get from, you know, uh, a staff, a small staff, upwards of 15 to 20 sales reps is our long-term goal here in the next 18 to 24 months. So we have a lot of work to do still. And, and we, we are now seeing the fruits of our labor four years after making that transition, but it took a long time. And and I, I have very good clarity on where we're going to end up. I, I, if, if, if we come in at 90% of our targets for our seven-year goal, we're going to be very, very, very happy. Great. Well, I, I want to ask you a question I think a lot of uh, partners think about. you. And I mentioned this to you when we spoke, is you really leap the chasm. And by the chasm, I mean a, a lot of partners we see start out as with that sales rep background. They hire assistants. They hire support. They hire ops. But replacing themselves as the primary lead or sales generator, the rainmaker, is incredibly difficult. And they'll dip their toe in and get stung and it doesn't work out. What, what advice would you give to partners that are trying to grow that part of their business? You know, I, I, the advice I would give is this, is, is that it's not possible to scale a business, a real business, unless you're willing to step out of that sales role. And and it took me a long time. It didn't, it didn't happen overnight. But hire two or three people, work with them side by side. Sell. I sold with my salespeople the first year or two just to get comfortable and learn. But really, as a leader, you have to be willing and able to remove yourself from the day-to-day -day sales and look for people that are exceptional. There's exceptional people out there that sell these services. I have people that are much better than I was at selling, but it took me removing my ego and, my, and, my, and really my concerns that someone wouldn't do it as well as I would and 
I'll tell you what, we, we closed 10 times the revenue now that I could have ever done by myself. And uh, it's a lot more fun to see other people succeed in their roles as salespeople than it was for myself, because I can see now clearly, I can bring 20 sales reps into our firm and I can clearly see where it's gonna end us in the next five to seven years. I and mean, I know I know where that, what the goal line looks like. That's fantastic. And one of the things you talked about in terms of measurement of a real business is you can walk away from the business and come back in a month and, and it's better off. It's a great point. You know, it's it's so important. Um, you know, years ago, I, I was diagnosed with stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer. I couldn't work for eight months at all. And fortunately, I had built a team that continued to work. And I, I disappeared for nine months, really. And our company still grew by 26% during that time. So to your point, you have to find people that you trust that that will work hard for you, and they're out there. And I'll, t- I'll t- say that if if people listening to this interview are thinking about it, my advice is do it because I've removed myself from the day to day minutia completely. It was very difficult, but once I did it, our company has exploded because it's it's it allows me to focus on big picture initiatives for the company and not be stuck in the in the in the small decisions every day. Got it. So last question, what's next for Select? What's next? So uh, head down, continued growth. We'll, we'll work harder these next five years than we have the first 15. Uh, I have the right people in place. We have the right systems in place with the right partners in place. Talaris has been an absolute blessing for us to, to partner with. Uh, and, you know, for, for this, it's just a scalability. How big can we get it? Uh, while taking really good care of our people. And we have some really, really big goals that I think we're going to, that we're going to be successful reaching. Fantastic. Well, Jerry, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Uh, an inspiring story that uh, I think a lot of partners will uh, benefit from. And uh, thank you for your partnership. Thanks, Adam. We appreciate you very much. Have a great day. All right. That's all we have on Business Transformations. Join us next time.